Hey everybody, well welcome back to the Rodcast today. How you doing, Pastor Rod? Doing great, thanks, buddy. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive into some more questions from the listeners. We've got some great questions ready for you. Um, thanks for your questions, guys. And by the way, if you have a question you'd love to ask Pastor Rod, uh, make sure you click the link in the description. We would love to hear from you. Um, so here's the first question. Um, it's quite a wide open one. Um, how can I inspire people more? I think this is probably a leader mm. talking about how can I be more inspirational, um, lifting people more, encouraging, inspiring. Obviously, Pastor Rod, you're very good at this, if I may Ooh. say so. And uh, so I'd love to hear some wisdom around this. Yeah, I, I think that inspiration is a thing of the heart. And um, I think people just need to be confident if they've got a good heart. Jesus said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So some of this is going to be inspire, like me trying to inspire people to inspire people. Um, mm. If you've got something good in your heart, if you could say it, it just increases it. Or if you could put it on Instagram or something, something inspirational. Because I think a lot of people are fully inspirational, have inspiration, but don't have confidence so my advice is just just try something you haven't tried before. Say something positive. Say something reinforcing. Say thank you. Here in Japan, we've had to teach people how to say thank you um, because the natural Japanese heart is very humble and people say no. So you say to mm. them, you're doing well, and they go no or yeah. And we've had to teach people how to say thank you so receiving inspiration is part mm. of giving inspiration, changing the mindset that you are inspirational today. You can be. And I think the greatest thing we can do is to read God's word and be inspired, which is such a big part of our teaching at Lifehouse. Just read something, read a verse and say, God, speak to me. So being inspired and from that we can inspire other people straight away, whether it's in word uh, on you know Instagram, whatever it is. So basically, I'm saying I think everyone can be inspirational. It's a mindset. Mm. It's a mindset that, and some people would say to me, "You're inspirational," and I would say, "You should have seen me at 19 when I first became a believer. <laughs> I was the right. opposite. I was the opposite of inspirational. So I'm the I'm the rags to riches story in this in this story. I'm the I'm the one who was very selfish, inward, negative. When I became a believer, I started to be inspired and also I wanted to change. And I said, God, could I change? And through just reading the Psalms and various things, I, I, my inspiration from God began to be encouragement or just change thinking. So it's a, it's, this is my story. This is why I'm, I'm inspired by this question and thank you to this viewer because I was not inspirational. I was selfish. And I'm not saying if you're not inspirational, you're selfish, but I was. I was selfish and down and negative and depressed and depressed when I became a believer and Jesus changed my heart. Now, inspiration or inspiring someone is not about loudness. And I'm, I'm pretty loud, I guess. My, sometimes my wife's always saying, she's saying, you know, keep your voice down because you're getting on the phone, you're getting more and more loud as you get more inspired. Some people are not like that. So inspiration is not loudness. It's not facial expression, although that helps. But it's just doing it, just saying to someone, 
you did a good job or I think you're, you're doing a good job or something, just going beyond yourself. Um, I had that change at 19 and I still am. I'm still committed to being inspirational these 42 years later. Wow, that's, I think it's an amazing answer. So it's the mindset that you, you can inspire people. You are inspirational. You've already got that in you. It's a matter of having yeah. that confidence to let it out. Absolutely. I really believe it. And I've always run small groups since I've become a, well, soon after I became a believer. And I've had the joy of helping people speak out who said, I'm not inspirational or I can't do it. And over time in a group that's inspiring and encouraging, mm. watching that person actually realize they can have a part in this whole thing as well. And I've seen that. I've seen people, you know, change, grow, um, and then afterwards, it's like you, the joy on their face realizing, wow, I'm actually able to give something to other people. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really, really helpful, I think, for a lot of people. Because um, I do think there is a stigma around, like, to inspire people, it's almost like an arrogant thing. It's like, mm. I'm ahead of you, I'm better than you, I'm going to you know, come follow me kind of, I think that's mm. what I said, the mindset that holds people back from just inspiring. Can you speak to that for a bit? Yeah, I just think we have to get our heads clear that this is not about pride. Um, it's not about me. It's about you. It's about them. It's about us. I think a family operates this way. We, mm. we need to become more and more confident as a family that we all have a part. So in, 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 so when a family member speaks out, that they're, they're not being proud. They're being part of the family. So it's a change of thinking there that mm. you're invited to the party. You're invited to the family. Now, can we help you? And if someone doesn't want to, they don't have to, but we can help them. So mm. I don't think it's a prideful thing. And I think if people are operating out of pride, God's going to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> because God, it says God opposes the proud but gives grace mm. to the humble. And I just think... You know, I don't want to be proud. I just want to help people. So dealing with your motivation out of the heart, the mm. mouth speaks. Again, that's what Jesus said. If my heart wants to inspire, I can learn to let it go, let it rip. And um, <laughs> and if you do see someone proud, just say in your heart, that's, that's, not, that's not it. Mm. I'm not trying to judge them, but that's not what I want to do. I just want to simply lift I guess mm. another great word for inspire is to lift, yeah. causing a lift in a family or a, a situation is a, and, 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 and causing someone to lift is certainly not prideful, is it? So I just think re-establishing maybe another word with inspiring as lifting people mm. and pride is sort of out of the equation there. You know, if I'm trying to lift them, I'm not being proud. That's great. Just as you shared that the example of a family, Literally the other day, I was moving a big couch in our living room and my three-year-old son, Jaden, was like cheering me on saying, you can do it, daddy. You can do it, daddy. And when I finished, he's, good job, daddy. And uh, it was like, it just made my heart so warm. I was lifted by my three-year-old son. So that was a great uh, analogy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, families are fun like that. We, you know, as parents, we're supposed to create an environment where kids can discover who they are mm. and their style and um, not every kid is so vocal as Jaden. He's an amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing boy. Um, yeah. But just just being part of something, 
I think mm. is inspirational too. You don't have to say something. It's just putting your heart into it, putting yeah. your heart into the lift. And again, let me say about connect groups, not everyone is super vocal, but you've got your quiet person there nodding and smiling. It's totally inspirational. You just yeah. know that person is for you. They're for the lift. So I think that's another side of inspiration, the the quiet cheerer, you know, the, mm. the loud cheerer. And the quiet cheerer are both cheerers. It's great. Love it. I think that's really helped a lot of people. Um, great answers. All right, we'll move on to the next question then, um, which is how, how can I give my all to serving God without burning out? And I think this is quite a relevant question, um, mm. especially in our generations. And what cause there's mm. a lot of talk around the, the hustle, the grind, working hard, and um, there's definitely balance to that. So, yeah, just um, let's speak to that, Pastor Rod. Uh, wow, big, big questions here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm 62 years old. I've, I've been a, um, a fireman, a salesman, and a pastor. I've had three completely different roles and jobs, and I've got to say, as a Christian, I've flourished in all three areas. So there are some things I've learned, and 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 first of all, you've got to you've got to be doing what you love. Um, you, you've got to you you may not start doing what you love. You know, as you enter a company, you're not going to be given the the keys to the office. Mm. You've got to you've got to sort of put it in the the the, the, the hard yard somewhere, but it can't continue forever. And mm. I think that. Um, over time, you've got to be doing what you love or moving towards what you love and therefore eliminating what you don't love. Once again, let me say, as a junior in an office, you don't have a lot of choices. But I think if we're part of the team and we're contributing over time, we'll get to the place. And, um, I just think, so if you're not yet there, um, can you see the light at the end of the tunnel? If so, stay with it. If there's no light at the end of the tunnel, train, learn, grow, change, discover. Get with Lewis Rice and the online um, course on, on starting your own business. Like this Come is the now. time to, to discover. And I would say the younger you are, the more you can risk. So mm. young, no wife, no children or no husband, no children, is your time to discover. This is the time. As you get married, you have less choice, but some mm. choice. And then you have children, you have less choice, but a little choice. And and some people just make a choice anyway. Um, mm. so I, I would say if something's burning you out, you've got to change. Yeah. You've got to change. You can't keep grinding at, at something that's just horrible. Um, mm. Get with great people that can encourage you. Look at options, opportunities, and I think one of the big words right now is is online learning, mm. online growth, um, so that there's hope. When people lose hope, they're going to burn out. Mm. So hope is a big part of staying on track here, and, um, and that's why I love church. I love I love our small groups. We call them connect groups or dream teams, volunteering together. You're with people, doing things, discovering. So there's a lot of activity here. And I think if people are just at home in their room, not happy, and I guess during the pandemic, there has been times we've all done that, but trying to lessen that and get onto Zoom again and 
get onto relationships, pick up the phone, be proactive. So burnout, I think, is is a an accumulation of disappointments and doing things I don't like and disappointments and not being with great people. It's like a, a set mm. of events that ends up right. saying, I just want to give up. I just want to – it's not usually one thing. It's a, it's a set. So for me – getting up and journaling there is that word again getting god's word and on my phone and i know i'm in ephesians and ephesians chapter one and i'm reading it again and i'm going to read it and i'm going to pray it every single day and um today it says uh, god has blessed you in every way in the spiritual and i said mm. thank you lord i am blessed and so that's what journaling is it's applying God's word in getting God's inspiration for today, getting um, forgiving, releasing um, pain and hurt and and wounding every day. Just get it away from my soul. So there are some things I think we can do as believers um, that that prevent burnout. So two things there: moving towards passion and keeping a great heart every day. Are my my two big ones. I love it. It's super helpful. Um, kind of related to this topic, but um, I guess when you have like a big vision, like what we're doing here in Lifehouse, trying to reach nations and the work is never done, you know, yeah. um, the, there's always more you could do. Mm. There's always more hours you could put in, let's say. And so how do you, Pastor, personally have that balance of, you know, working hard and your work days, your work time, and then and taking that break to, to sleep and to eat and to spend time with your wife and, and people you love. Mm. And how do you maintain that? There's always more we could do, um, but how can I yeah. be satisfied with what I am doing? Um, I'm going to go into a completely different subject here and say you need to have mm. a daily plan. So you, mm. you, 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 you wake up and, and you know what you're going to do and there's things you've got to do. So wake up for me, journaling, coffee, shower, um, uh, just just the basics. As a, as a salesman, I did that. As a pastor, I do that. So this is not just being a pastor. It's having a daily plan. In fact, being a salesman was a tremendous start for me to be a good pastor because it was about planning your day and then making it successful. And um, for all of us, there's some jobs that we must do, not very nice, and getting those done out of the way um, or, or, or a time of the day where you're at a different energy level. So for me, I, my morning's high energy mm -hmm. um, and then afternoon about 4 o'clock is my lowest point and then I go up again into the night and I can do things till midnight or whatever. So knowing that there's a dip, I've got to work the dip and so I won't do certain things at that time. I won't do creative things. Um, the team are saying to me, you know, what about this? What about that? I said, not, not right now. Let's, let's go again tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, there's some things I do well, but I don't enjoy doing. Um, so that knowing that certain things drain you, mm. when are you going to do that stuff? So you can't just say, I can't do that as a pastor. I can't, you know, you're not saying I, I won't do that. You're just saying, okay, when do I do that? So I think as long as I'm doing productive things at my productive times, um, right. I'm going to have great days. I'm going to have great mm. day after great day. And if it's not a great day today, my attitude is there's always tomorrow. Mm. So sleep is like a gateway to me, the, the, the going to sleep at night. I'm, I'm going to sleep with a clean heart 
and I'm going to wake up to a new day. I've always done that as a Christian, and I would teach that to any of our team, our staff, that there's gateways. There's gateways here to to having a great day. Um, if it was a bad day, I say to people, um, with your be with your family, get a pizza and watch Nacho Libre. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that literally. It might be some yummy Japanese food and some other funny movies. I, I don't take mm-hmm. too literally, but the point is, mm. relax. Mm. It wasn't a good day. Relax. Um, go to bed, get some sleep because tomorrow is another day. I think a lot of people struggle when it's day after day after day and they're not dealing with stuff. Mm. Um, and we might be going off the topic here a little bit, but if you're involved in things that are stressful, you need to learn how to eliminate them. And I, I'm even including things like sin, like lying or um, little lies or, or cover-ups or watching something. Right. You should, you, you've got to tr- eliminate mm. um, to have that that good night with the family, relax, enjoy, go for a walk. Um, my wife and I often go out for a cup of tea. Uh, we can have tea at home, but that means something to her. So we go and walk and we talk and we have tea and um, but it's replenishing. It's replenishing and we need to have that every day. Mm. So how have I done it? I think it's organic, but understanding your rhythms, understanding your, your job description. Yes, there's a lot of things we could do and I could feel bad if I don't do them. But I think looking at a good day's work and say that was a good day, I can finish mm. now, I can shut down, um, spend time with my family, um, You know, watching sport or watching – something some some reward mm. um for me or for our family is a, always a good thing that's really good so it's fair to say if you've made a plan for the day you've stuck to the plan you can switch off and relax without guilt because yeah. you've you've made the plan you've done the plan yeah absolutely and i think that there's always going to be crises that disturb your plan like being a pastor there there will be you know got to go and pray for people or whatever it is we we live in that zone, but mm. you can't live in that zone every day. So also having boundaries I think is really important. Um, so I won't take phone calls unless it's crisis after a certain time of night or evening. Um, if it's crisis, every, anybody has my phone number that can use it. Um, but outside that, we wait till tomorrow or wait till this time. So protecting your quiet time protecting your downtime I think is important Mm. and we as pastors work with a lot of volunteer staff we call them dream team and so we would say the same to them if you can bring a boundary that you're not going to talk about that stuff after a certain time in the day and you have time for you and your family that's really important to replenish Mm. and also show your family that they are more important than the ministry Um, you know you are more. My dinner time is very important with my family. Um, mm. We always just have a little pray and we eat and laugh and talk. And um, even just last night, I had a phone call from one of my family members, and I just said I can't talk now. And so we we rescheduled, unless mm. unless that person was going to say it's emergency. That's different. But not every day is an emergency. So if someone's saying to you, yeah. "I need to talk to you today," and I've got to talk to you today, you need to better bring a boundary into that sort of relationship because that could drain Mm. your family. I want my kids to know they're more important than the ministry. And um, I think they've grown up knowing that. 
Um, I love God. I love people. But my family is central to my life. Yeah. That's really great. And I think as well with technology now, there's a lot of good tools that can help you with that. Do not disturb mode. If you're an iPhone user, check yeah. that out. It's a great feature to have. <laughs> um, so I think there's a lot of practical things we can implement what you're saying there, Pastor Rod. But mm. um, yeah, it's, a, it's a really, really inspiring stuff. Um, just um, I think we'll stop here for this episode, Pastor Rod. But any any just last thoughts, questions um, yeah. that, that you have right now? Yeah, I think with this area of priorities and daily plan and I think the central point is having God in the center, not on the outside, like integration. Mm. I'm thinking as I'm talking, I'm thinking God's involved with my family, my work life, my when I was a salesman, when I was when I'm walking, having a cup of tea with my wife. God's there. God's Mm. integrated, not separated. And that lowers stress. So I'd like to say to everyone, why don't you put God at the center? Which is right. what Jesus said in in, in um, John John six, you know, seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, like satisfaction, mm-hmm. blessing. Um, God at the center, rather than yeah, we'll bring God in sometimes, and that integrated life will lower mm-hmm. burnout levels and stress levels and depression and a whole bunch of things. So I'd like to pray over that right now. Is that okay? We please love go that. out with prayer. Lord, I pray that the, 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 the believers here listening would put you at the center. You're the, you're the priority, and you're not a God that takes away from us. You're a God that gives all these things as well. And I pray we'd have that revelation. Lord, we'd bring you into our work and our home and our decisions and every, every area. And maybe those outside of Jesus hearing this would know that God is there to help and bring, bring healing, forgiveness, and restoration. And there's hope there for them too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.